overs, unders, spreads, lines, favorites, dogs. We love them all because we love the action. This is Cyclone Fanatics Action Fanatics Podcast. Presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Wild Rose Casino and Resort. Your weekly look at the games and lines we love. Listen in, take notes, and put a little action in play at the DraftKings Sportsbook at Wild Rose Casino and Resort in Jefferson, Clinton, and Emmitsburg. Visit wildroseresorts.com for more info. Must be 21 or older. If you or someone you know needs gambling treatment, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Let's do this! Now, please welcome your hosts, Chris Williams and Todd Kirk. All right, let's get after it. Action Fanatics, Sweet 16. What is up? It's good to be back. I wasn't on the NCAA Tournament podcast. I did listen to it. Todd Kirk and Jared Stansbury took care of us so well. I wanted to invite Jared back for the Sweet 16 edition of the Action Fanatics podcast. My name is Chris. Be joined by Todd and Jared. I want to thank our friends at the DraftKings Sportsbook, Wild Rose Casino in Jefferson. Of course, that Bet Rivers app as well. As part of our um, Wild Rose Casino um, network, uh, sports betting networks. We thank them as always. Get on out there this weekend to Jefferson. If you don't have anything going on, what do we order when we go to Jefferson, Todd, when we go to the sports book? Um, I have cheese balls. You're damn right. <laughs> Stansbury, have you ever had the cheese balls out there? I know you've been uh, I don't know there. if I had the cheese balls. I was out there last Saturday. I had a steak. That was really good. Wow, look at this guy eating oh, steak yeah. at the sports book. Holy mac. Well, you know, man, I was hanging out with, with Sean Roberts, and when you hang out with Sean Roberts, you know, Jeez. You, you get all the perks. So, man, yeah. free sirloin, eight ounce sirloin. Holy yes, sir. mackerel. Well, well I'm not, coaches, isn't that the name of the place? I mean, that place is really good food. It does. Oh, have, yeah, it's it's it, awesome. It does. Have, I, I spent one night there. Um, this was before it was the sports book, it was after a Clint Black concert. Oh, out yeah. there at the wild road. Oh my God. <laughs> they, I shut her down boys. I shut her down. I've heard stories about that. that was actually a really good show. Like, it was great. It, I mean, yeah, it was fantastic. It was one of my favorite concerts I've ever been. I'm serious. I had like, they, they got me really good seats and Clint Black's a, one of the all time greats. Oh, so much fun. Anyways, sweet 16. Um, I have a few trends. Do you guys want some trends? I did some research last night. Yeah, well, I'd love to hear trends. Uh, I mean, as long as the trends aren't, uh, and Jared and I know, you mentioned Bat Rivers, Chris. There's a. How there's are you guys trophy, doing? There's a trophy on the line. Um, the trend really was the first couple days were tough. tough. How, are you, how are you guys doing representing the brand in that? Um, yeah, I'll let Jared go first. Uh, poorly. You're not out of money yet, are you? He's bankrupt. Uh, oh, yes. No. Todd, uh, how, where are you at? Uh, I think I'm in last place. Uh, well, Jesus. technically not last place. It, there, there's a really good story. So I'm not kidding. Like this was, we talked about this in football, Chris, all year. You know, I, I just, I was okay. It was a dip, whatever. This, because of COVID and everything that's gone on, it's just a weird year. I mean, we've seen the Pac-12 come out of nowhere. Nobody saw it. Um, so those first two days, I've, I got to tell you, I was questioning, like, do I did I watch a game? Do I know what's going on? And so on that app, I did a lot of action. I got down to 10 bucks. all right? Okay. 
Started with two hundred, I got down to ten bucks. <laughs> and uh, well, if you put it that way, <laughs> yeah, it was uh, you know, it was it was not good. I, and my future bet that I had was Texas. <laughs> so uh. it, it was a little nutty. And then you know, I had to kind of circle my own wagons and really, I really hunkered down. I didn't do a bunch on the the app because I wanted to, my personal betting to do well. I was really quiet. I didn't get on Twitter. I just did, you know, I just hunkered down. I kicked the snot out of the last two days, and I needed to. Uh, so on the app, I got myself back up to $101. So I've I'm, I'm lost boy. half of my bank. That, but that's okay, like the way you started. You have time to make that up. Yeah. Well, Justin Smool is, he's like at 600 bucks. Oh, yeah. well, that's going to be tough. He tripled his. Yeah, his but bankroll. he could get greedy. He could get greedy here and, I, and lose I'm, it all. Yeah. If he's I, smart, listen, I'm gonna if go, he's smart I'm gonna he bets go. like $5 a game from here on out because nobody's um, catching yeah. him. Yeah. I don't want to see that. I want to see people going for it. You know, if you're at 600 make it 1200 so he could lose it all, and I could turn my 100 into like 800 All right. Um, I, my thing go my ahead, thing Jay. is that I, I had like the right reads on games. Oh, here where we I'd, go. All right. I'd be a point off or something like that. So because I was so close, then I'm like, oh, well, I've got the right reads on these things. I just need to keep, yeah. I need to keep going. But then I'd get killed by a hook. You know, I'd, I'd bet an over or something like that and come up one or two points short of it. And like, so I just kept doubling down on these things, thinking that I was good. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I had nothing. I did yeah. that. when. I, who was the team that beat Virginia, the 16 seed? Uh, oh. UMBC. Yes. Yeah. I, re- I live bet the hell out of that game. And I just kept betting on Virginia because I'm like, oh, history, history, history. I know what you mean. Ended up losing my ass. I got killed by Ohio State. Yeah. I I think that I probably lost 50, 60 bucks just on Ohio State. Too stubborn we are. All right. Here's uh, put, we're all going to make three picks or three, our three favorite sweet 16 picks for you guys today. I just have a few things that I I was, I actually did a lot of research on this round. Um, This is from ESPN stats and info. So let's talk Oregon State here. So they've won essentially five consecutive elimination games when you go back to the Pac-12 tournament. Mm. In each of those games, they had less than a 30% win probability going into each game. The odds of them winning all five of those games, 2,800 to 1. That's according to ESPN stats and info i thought you that think was it, you think it would story. be more than that actually don't you yeah i mean but yeah yeah i i, I, I get what you're saying it's still a staggering yep. statistic but i get what yep. you mean yep um so far in the ncaa tournament underdogs are 25 and 22 now that number was very skewed going into monday and then the favorites went on a 7-0 uh run at one point on monday after the iowa loss so, but still, the underdogs have been the play so far against the number, but it's pretty even. Vegas has been pretty good on that. Um, looking ahead to the Sweet 16, a lot of double-digit seeds, right? Since 2012, double-digit seeds are 4-12 and 12 outright. So this is usually where it stops, mm. but, but... 11-4-1 against the number in the Sweet 16. So if you're playing the percentages here and you want to have a little fun, you go and you take Syracuse, Oregon State, you, you just play all of the double-digit seeds here. 
There you go. And you would, um, you're supposedly going to win according to all of the trends over the last, I don't know, 10 years or so. So that's what I have for you here as we head into our pick segment. Todd, you got anything on that? Any reaction to those numbers? Yeah. I mean, I think that it's, it's, uh, it's really shocking that, um, that's a huge cover margin for a double-digit seed dog. Um, that one really surprises me. The one thing I did notice, too, uh, there were some people who were on on this, too, was um, if you notice this, the first half unders were like gold in the first two rounds. Uh, that wasn't as much as, as good in the second couple rounds, but um, if you got on that trend early, Chris, you would have made a boatload. Um, these games, just the shooting and the gym, I don't know what it is. I personally, I think it's a lack of fans. Um, but anyway, that was another trend that I saw. I don't know how you can reply it now, but here's the other thing about Oregon state, which I think is, you know, plus 2,800. Um, let me go, let me see one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. They've covered 11 of their last 12. Mm. Yeah, I mean, that's... Well, that's my first pick. That's crazy. Did any of you... I have Oregon State at plus six and a half for one of my three picks. I I, I like Loyola to win, uh, but it's just two teams that play really slow. Um, they're they're good on defense. I'm just taking the points. The, the under is going to be a trend here. I'd actually look and watch that under tank a little bit and maybe try and play a little value on the over at, yeah. at, at tip yep. time. But, over actually... Or- is one of my plays. The o- okay, yeah. So we're on the yeah. same. We're over. We're Good. on the same page there. So Jerry, yeah. you like the over, and I like Oregon State. You like the over. Good. Yeah, I liked. I mean, I liked Loyola more when the line when it opened. I think it was seven or seven and a half. Yes, I thought. Uh, yeah, and I liked it more at that at that point. But as it's kind of gone uh, gone back Oregon State's way, like I I don't like that as much. But something that I noticed early in the round or in those first the first round specifically. If there were, I don't know what the overs were, the record of those of the overs were in the first round, but it was awful. Yeah, I mean, Under was there the were hardly. Yeah, it was it was always the play. But I thought that the they adjusted those numbers a little bit going into the second round, and you started to see those overs hit a little bit more. They over almost compensated for the fact that the unders kept hitting. So like one like one twenty five and a half is not very many points, you know. For both of those teams to get into the 60s is not outside the realm of possibilities, especially as uh, efficient as Loyola is offensively. I think that they could score 70, 75 points, you know, if, if Oregon State doesn't have a very good day defensively. And then if Oregon State can just score 60-something, you know, then you're in good shape. Here's what I'm looking at. When I looked at the over, too, because that was something that intrigued me, Um you know, both of these teams kind of play a similar pace. They're both averaging about, um, what is it, field goal attempts, about 52 field goal attempts per game. Uh, both have been shooting. I mean, Loyola is shooting 50% dude, for the floor, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but let, let's, this is Oregon State just recently, uh, 80 points, 70 points, 70 points, 75 points, 83 points. And that's their last five games. The only game that I think the only team in the in the there's two teams in the Pac-12 that are like this at Stanford and Cal. So I did look at those games just to see where they played. And both of their last two games against Stanford and Cal would have gone under. Uh, one would have gone under. Excuse me. One would have gone over. 
Um, I, Oregon State's offense lately has been easily like a mid-70 average in the last 10 games, but Loyola could just gum it up, 125. I'd probably play on that. You know, let's get down to 124. I think it's over either way, but here's Loyola's last few games, 71, 71, 75, 65, 73, 65. If they can just keep that up and Oregon State can keep up with this, going well over. What? When were those two Cal and, and the Stanford games played? Yeah, so they, they played back-to-back. So they had Oregon State. Let's see. Stan, this was uh, end of February. Okay. I was going to say, I, I don't know what got into that team, but, I mean, they are playing with such confidence right now. I think you could just see it in that Oklahoma State game that that yep. team is playing really free. They're really confident in what they're doing. And – like that's dangerous. You know, they know yeah. that they have absolutely nothing to lose. So you can see that they don't second guess anything on offense, which yeah. I think is what makes them a team that is, is difficult to beat has what is why they've been able to win some of these games. And, you know, I think that Loyola is going to be more conscious of that than what maybe an Oklahoma state or a Tennessee was. But uh, I still think that that game is going to be, is going to be close to the very end. I would agree. Um, Let's let's move. So, Todd, did you have a pick, an actual pick on that game, or I? I'm sorry, I just want to make sure we keep them. No, I, I am uh, definitely uh, leaning hard on the over, but not a, not an actual play. Okay, so Jared and I gave our first picks. What, Todd? Give us one of yours. All right, so I'm looking at the, the kind of look. Take this game, Loyola seven over Oregon State now. Baylor seven and a half over Villanova. Is that really? Do those equate? To, and to me, it doesn't. I think the the number in this Baylor Villanova game seems seems low to me. Um, not that not that it's like oh my god, you know, game of the year. But you got to get it now. Uh, it's my only thing because this thing has gone up from six to six and a half to seven to seven and a half. So I'm going to lock in. Uh, one of my plays is going to be Baylor minus seven half over Villanova. I had that uh, circled for a tease because of that very reason. Yeah, it's. I mean, we've lost kind of probably the value on it. Um, you know, point and a half does make a different Jared, difference. Jared talked about it. There were a number of games that were within that point, point and a half that you know, if you were on the wrong side, you lost. But I love this Baylor team. I love the way they're playing in the tournament. I loved how they've looked. Um, they just missed covering that first round game. Um, I, yeah, I just, I think that number, it was probably be my third pick of the three that I'm going to play, but I'm going to lay the seven and a half and take Baylor. Yeah. I, I kind of feel like with, with Gillespie, the point guard being out for Villanova, that it might start to catch up with them here. They didn't play anybody. Yeah. With I mean, those tough guards. I mean, it just, I I'm with you. This is actually, don't you think Todd, that this will be a contrarian play with the public? Probably. I have not seen, but I'll check that after we look. But, I mean, I just think it's this path. Sometimes these paths to victory, um, they make a difference in this round. You know, I mean, Winthrop, come on. I mean, I know they were 24-1, and one, but <coughs> who are we kidding? <clears throat> and then they got North Texas, and I watched North Texas all year. They are a defensive team. They just kind of pack it in. They got lucky in their first game. Uh, I bet Villanova against them. I knew that was going to be a blowout. They won by 23. Baylor's not either of those teams. Um, I love I love Baylor. You know, it's one of my top three. 
Jared, do you have a feel on that game whatsoever? I, again, I, I'm going to play Baylor. It'll be in a teaser for me, though. Four-point four teaser? Probably. Yeah, yeah. I, I just want to get that. I just want to get that down, and I, I don't necessarily know who I would tease that with at this point. You know, the one I really – I I'm not going to give out, but I – I, I really think Florida State's going to beat Michigan, mm. but I don't know if I I don't know if I see value at two and a half. So maybe that's my teaser. Yeah, I'd get that up above three. Yeah, well, and, and I, I would think, even consider I, Creighton on the teaser too at thirteen and a half. I mean, can't just wait to get to that game. Get get a little. I like more. Florida State. I'm with you. I'm with you, Jared. Any thoughts before we move on? Yeah, uh, actually, I have the over in that game too. At one forty and a half, uh, wow! The way that yeah. that Baylor has been shooting the ball, uh, it, I think makes them. I mean, they've scored 76, 79, 74, 74, 88, 81, 94, uh, and then they scored fifty eight in the game against against Kansas. That was right after their break. But then, I mean, Villanova scored 84, 73, 71, 72, 73, 81, Like over the last couple weeks, I mean, I I just find it hard to believe that both of these teams aren't going to score in the seventies. You know, or at yeah. least Baylor's going to get into the seventies, and then Villanova can get into the high sixties. That I just don't see either of these teams slowing down in that way. Uh, I, I could see where Bay. I actually think Baylor could win this game by twenty points the way that they're playing right now. So, like, they could score in the eighties or the low nineties, and it wouldn't shock me. Would you bet? Would you bet Baylor ball. over seventy-four and a half team total? Yeah, I probably would. Yeah, I, I, that's where I the only place where I made some good money is betting these team totals. Hmm. That seems low to me. Seventy four and a half. Oregon State's team total is fifty nine and a half. Wow, that's wild. Yeah, they haven't scored that low in their last fourteen games. The yeah. only thing I can think of is that tempo, that Porter Moser tempo. But they're used to it though. Their tempos yeah, are no. the same. If you look at yeah. the shots, they're, they're the amount of fifty three into fifty one. I mean, it's really they're used to playing the same game. They've both been very efficient. It's whether that efficiency. You know, it could hold up. I don't. If there was some regression to a norm, as as my cousin would love to say, I would I would be with you there. But when it's fifty nine and a half, it's below sixty. Um, yeah, gosh, I mean, there's a couple of tasty numbers: Baylor at seventy four and a half, and Oregon State at fifty nine and a half. I, I think Super that if you watch that game that they played against Wisconsin, like, yeah, they're starting to look like the team that they were in early January before their their long or early February before their long pause, they're shooting the ball at a really high level and they're playing faster than I thought that they were earlier in the season as well. They're starting to get back out on the fast break. They're defending really well. Like I think the only way that that, that they don't hit 140 points is if you get in a situation where they just blow Villanova out and it, it, like they kind of just stop scoring. Yeah, you know? they slow like down it, the pace. Like, they they hold the ball. Right. Till, yeah, they hold the ball till t- ten seconds. You know, but there's it's maddening sometimes at some of these games, and we'll talk about the other one. I mean, I could talk about all of them, but yeah, I like. I'm with you. I like points in that game. All right, um, I'll give my second pick, and it. I, I don't really have any fancy basketball. Um, jargon here. I just like Bayheim at this point in the season at plus six <laughs> against Houston. This goes with our trend, too, of double-digit seeds covering. I don't know if they'll beat Houston, but I've I've seen Houston play enough. I was kind of interested in them throughout the year. 
I, I I like watching the American for some reason. I just I like those like pseudo mid major Mountain West American type leagues. Um, they just play that junk it up style of you know the junkyard dogs. I'll take Bayheim and the points. Uh, I just battle tested peaking at the right time. Bayheim. All the trends point me in this direction, so I'm not going to overthink it. I'm just going to take the six points. That game scares me, though, as a potential backdoor special where it's close the entire game. Maybe Syracuse has a lead up until, you know, three minutes left. And then Houston just because they are just tough as hell, man. No, I I don't know if you saw the play that they, they, yeah. That team, the lead way they took the lead in their game uh, on Sunday, it was like on a tip play where they'd gotten like three offensive rebounds or something like that. I mean, their guys just play so hard to where they can kind of make a run like that and just hold a team without scoring. They're like a team that goes on a 12-0 run across five minutes, you know. Like they're not scoring, but the other team just doesn't score. And that would that's what scares me about, about six points right there is I could see them winning by seven just because they the game stayed so close for so long that then Syracuse fouls like until the very, very end. Todd, do you have a take on that game? Yeah, this game's fascinating. At, at first blush, um, I'm with you, man. Q's plus six seems logical here. This Houston team is just so hard to watch. And get, I mean, they pulled that thing out of like nine fires to beat <laughs> Rutgers. I mean, I don't know how they did it. I mean, Rutgers was owning that thing. And, and Jerome, that, but my only thing is he's kind of the – He's their glue guy, and I know he's hurt. He went out and gave it his level best. He he took a hip check to his bad hip. Um, hopefully, hopefully he's held, like I want him to be healthy because I want this game to to be both you know both teams. But Houston, dude, they just find a way to get it done. And I know it's against you know some other lower lower level teams, but they haven't lost what their last. They've lost once in their last 10 games. They just find a way to do it. They've covered 60% of those games. Um, they could score low and win like they did against Rutgers, and then they could go and, um, you know, put 90 on an opponent. I mean, they these guys, 90, 81, 98, 67. 77, how, 76, 91, 87. I mean, they're crazy. They can play any type of game. Jared, how do you think they'll handle the zone, the Bayheim 2-3? Uh, nobody handles it well. Well, I know that's, that's a, just my. That's the thing. That's that. That's one of the reasons why I like this. I mean, when I think of Houston, I don't. I don't think of the Golden State Warriors. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, and like the the thing that's so funny about it is it, and it happens every year. It's just so hard to simulate it in practice against it. You know. And until you're really in it and like experiencing what it's like to play against that, then you, it's just, it's hard to get a read on it. I think early on in the game, if Houston comes out and they just, and they look really discombobulated, it would be very concerning to me. If they're firing up threes and things like that, Yeah. then I could see Syracuse definitely winning, like winning the game outright, you know, because I just, Kelvin Sampson's a good coach though. So I could see where, you know, he's going to have these guys really prepared, but they're, if they don't have composure early in the game, then I could see where it could snowball. And if Syracuse, if Buddy Beheim can get hot, Syracuse can maybe build a little bit of a lead. Like I could see them winning that game outright, regardless of what happens the rest of the way. Listen, if they cover 
as a dog, they win it outright. Okay. That's yeah. the, that's the trend that they're on. So my, my suggestion would be if you like cues, uh, I do too. Um, you, you got to play on the money line as well. Um, they either win out or they're, they're just going to lose, you know, and end up losing the game. I, to me, I think Houston is, uh, too, the way Syracuse is shooting too with, uh, oh, with buddy, buddy and that Giroud the third, I mean, that Giroud the third just kind of sits there back. He's 26 feet from the bucket and just cashes it. So they said, do you guys hear that? He was, he, like average 50 points a game in high school. Crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. I love this. I, you know, I've got a little future on them to make the final four. Um, yeah. Centurion stone that one for me. We're going cues. What else? Uh, Jared, give us another pick. Uh, you've already given us two. Yeah. So the last one I have is I like Oregon uh, plus two and on the money line as well. I just like the way that that team's playing right now. I think that their versatility is going to give people problems. They're really guarding. Uh, and, and it seems like when they're knocking down shots, uh, I don't know that there's anybody harder to guard besides maybe Gonzaga in, in the country because of the versatile, uh, versatility of their roster, one through five. Um, you know, obviously USC has been playing really well with Evan Mobley and Isaiah Mobley, two guys that are tough matchups. But I think Oregon has the guys that can match up with them athletically, whereas maybe a Drake didn't. That was the thing that, that Drake ran into is that they just didn't have those athletic freaks that a USC does to, to match up with them down low. I think Oregon does. I know they've played each other uh, previously this season, but I think that the, the Ducks will be more prepared than they were in that game when they played the first time around in, in Los Angeles. And, and I, I would take Oregon in this game outright. I don't have a feel on this one other than I just watched Oregon beat the tar out of Iowa. I yeah, I, say that I think Oregon's going to be rested. I mean, these guys know each other, obviously. I think it's going to be a phenomenal game, and and I would lean to whatever team was the underdog in that one. That's Oregon, yeah. right? Right now, yeah, one and a half. Is, so you may as well just play the money line at that yep. point. Um, yeah. Todd, do you have two more to give us? Yeah. So um, I, I don't know how you don't play Oral Roberts plus eleven and eleven and a half. Um, they have probably two of the most dynamic players in this tournament yet that nobody's heard of, and O'Banner and Abmus. Uh, this Max Abmus is is starting to rise up draft boards as well. Um, yeah, it's kind of a two man show, but they'll play any any pace. These guys love to score. Um, I love the uh, I just love the story behind it. And Arkansas loves to push it up. They're going to play the very game that Oral Roberts wants to play. So I don't see how Oral Roberts is going to get blown out playing the game that they want to play. It just doesn't make sense. And if you look at... Unless they just have a terrible shooting day. Yeah, but listen to this, dude. They're free. These guys are shooting almost 90% from the free throw line. So they're not those kind of guys, right? It's not like they're shooting out of their mind and they're a 64% free throw shooting team. No, they're hitting 80-some percent of their free throws as a team. And then they're also... uh, They've got a better three-point field goal percentage than Arkansas by 8%, which is huge. And their field goal percent is better than Arkansas. So, um, and both are about 43, 44%. They're, they're going to play their game. To me, 11 and a half points is way too much. It's by far my best bet. And it's a must watch like this. Um, this Oral Roberts team is, is fun. Uh, they played Arkansas early in the year. 
and they covered 19 and a half. I think they did what they end up losing by <clears throat> pardon me with my voice. They end up losing by 11 uh, at Arkansas. So they, these guys did lock it up, man. This is oral Roberts plus 11 and a half. That's, Give it that's my third play. So yeah. we're, we're on the same page there. Just hard. Not it just, it just, it just makes sense. And then I, I, I've got to pick on every one of these games. I'm with you on Florida State. I think uh, Michigan's time has come. If you watch the last game, they had contributions from two guys. Uh, what was his name? Sidaril and uh, um, anyway, I can't remember the two guys. They they played lights out. Like that's not going to happen against Florida State. Um, I'm going to keep betting against Michigan until I make my money. And I don't know about you guys, but Creighton is so due to have one of their poor games. And I know they're kind of like a poor man's Gonzaga and 13 is a lot of points. Like a homeless like man's these, Gonzaga. <laughs> yeah. I like this first, first half Gonzaga lines have been good. So if you could get, I think that you're probably going to look about seven and a half, maybe eight. Um, I think this is, you know, I bet against Creighton first round won that one. Didn't touch it second round because I kind of liked him. And if you watched him, they hit from the outside. But Creighton, Creighton could score 50 points in this game. Mark my words. And if they don't do it this game, it'll be the next game. Um, they're just not consistent enough over the course of the year. Um, and this Gonzaga team is, yeah, I mean, they could start out missing their first seven shots and end up covering 15 points and a half. So um, I'm going to go first half line. Gonzaga, and I will still bet him uh, overall too. I was just say you you talked all that about Creighton. He buried the lead that Gonzaga is like ridiculous. I mean that team is just on a different level right now. I don't I don't see anybody beating them the way that they've been playing. Creighton will score ninety three, then eighty seven, and then they'll come back with forty eight points versus Georgetown. Like what? How does a team do that? Because that's Creighton. And then before that, it's like 69 points, 60 points. Then they scored 93, 87, then 48, then 59. They're due. They've been 63, 72 in the tournament. Um, I would play them under their team total as well in this game. Okay. We'll get these posted on the the, uh, Action Fanatics forum. And um, also look for later on because I'm going to put some fun teasers together. I'll have some picks for UFC 260, a uh, big heavyweight bout coming up on Saturday night that I'm excited about. And uh, yeah, that's a rematch, right? Yeah, the, a rematch from 2018. So oh. take that for what it's worth. It was a while ago, but I, I love heavyweight bouts in, in UFC. So I'll be locked into that. I will also have. I want to pull this up right now just for our audience. The So NASCAR is on dirt this week. Is this Bristol? Yes, they are on dirt this week. And, I mean, the this hasn't happened since the 1970s. So this is like, this is crazy. Like, it's fun because it just changes the dynamics for everything. A guy like Kevin Harvick, would he's always one of the favorites to win on asphalt. He's going to be buried at the back of the field. Um, I I think that Kyle Larson at plus 250 right now to win is a really strong play, and then Christopher Bell at plus 700, either one of those guys um, with extensive dirt backgrounds. I'll give out some actual picks, but I, 
I'm going to be locked into the. Th- this will be a really fun uh, weekend if you want to bet on. NASCAR. If you want to bet on motorsports, we also have Formula One starting. There's a truck race on Saturday night that I mean, Kyle Larson could completely sweep everything uh, coming up over the weekend. And I think we can make some money on this. So I haven't put it all together yet, but um, yeah, anyways, um, keep an eye on the action fanatic forums and Todd, you can follow him at action fanatics on Twitter. He's always doing stuff. And hey, real uh, quick too, before we run, if you guys text me your picks, I'll post those on the, on the, on the, the forum on fanatics as well as Twitter. But I promised I'd get you some where the bets are coming in. There's really yeah, yeah, one right. one that stands out. It's Baylor. Um, 73% of the bets are on Villanova. 93% of the money's on Baylor. So wow. you got a 66% difference. So take Baylor. Take Baylor, baby, all day. Get on that before it jumps to eight. Yes. Yeah. Is what we're, what we're saying here. Okay. Good tip. Uh, Jared, enjoy your – Jared's going to the Loyola game. Yeah, so, we need pictures. Enjoy can I, that. Can I bet in Indiana? Uh, I don't know. No. I, I know I couldn't in Arizona last week, and it was brutal. You luckily, can't in Michigan. Luckily, I had a bunch of bets placed before I went, and then I also have my um, old school way of betting still, so yes. I, was, I was doing it that way. But, yeah. Um, guy, I tell you what, guys. Um, Todd, I know you're an Arizona guy. Being on the West Coast during the NCAA tournament is a thing of beauty. Game starting at nine. Oh, it's so awesome! Friday it does was make for a better day. Friday was one seriously one of the best days of my life. Yeah. Woke up at like six with Elise because she's on Iowa time, and we're walking around the pool hotel holding hands. You know, she's cooing and con and everybody. Um, go up. Uh, Otz is getting introduced as head coach. Do that. That thing more or less ends. Pour me a mimosa, baby, because yeah. the tournament started at nine. It was sick. Oh my well, god, it was so much fun. We are and we are action fanatics. I truly like like next year we need to go to Vegas for this. Okay. I, I mean yeah. hopefully we're covering the the cyclones. Hopefully it's back. Amen. Hopefully Otz gets us turned around quickly. But um I mean that would be a hell of a deal. Don't thing. tell Williams we gotta go to Vegas because he'll drag you out into the desert to go to like Native American burial sites and stuff like that. So uh, like, I was, I'm not going to the West Coast with you. Dude, it's I uh I'm a, I have a passion for Native American. I'm surprised history. you don't have your shirt on. Well <laughs> I got this I picked up this shirt at the Apache um reservation the other day, Todd. It says um it's got four Apache warriors, one of them the great Geronimo. And it says fighting terrorism since 1492, and they all have guns. Oh, I love it. Yeah, it's fantastic. I love Native American history. Jared always makes fun of me for it. But, yeah, if you go out to the desert with me, there's a decent chance we're going to go on a road trip and look for some burials and good stuff like that. Hey, listen, as long as that's like Tuesday, Wednesday, and then the (laughs) tournament starts Thursday, I'm fine. (laughs) Get back by the time the first four starts. Yeah. Oh, uh, good, man. All right. All right. Uh, thanks, guys. Yeah, Jared's going to Indianapolis, so that'll be awesome experience for him to go and take in the Sweet 16. So, uh, Safe travels, buddy. Good yeah, luck, everyone. We'll be cheering for Loyal. Uh, thanks, fellas. Friend of, the, friend, friend of the pod, Clayton Custer, former Cyclone, is a graduate assistant for the Ramblers now. And um, 
So we'll root for them because of his connection. So, all right, uh, signing off. Check out our forum. There's all sorts of great stuff uh, that's constantly being posted there, people chattering about um, all things sports betting. He's Todd Kirk. I'm Chris Williams for Jared Stansberry. Signing off for our friends at the Wild Rose Casino in Jefferson, the DraftKings and Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Have a great week, and good luck, everybody.